Welcome, everybody, to Whistle While You Work podcast. We are on episode 18. We're talking about some Disney news, and it's June 2022. Uh, this is kind of exciting. Like, we have never um, brought, like, kind of the current event stuff to the table. And so for the first time, we're going to talk about, hey, what's going on across Disney right now? Yeah, I... I feel like I am very well informed because, okay, so I have, you know, you have a primary email and you put a lot of stuff in the social and the updates and like you don't get pinged on. But I let my um, Disney Parks blog newsletter ping me every time. And he like sends out a newsletter like twice, I don't know, two or three times a week. And so I'm always knowing the headlines of what's happening at Disney. So if that makes me a nerd, then I will own that. But I love, I just love knowing what's going on with the parks. Well, I think it's cool. Like we, we all kind of have our favorite news sources, um, no different for Disney than it is for anything else. Like, so you've got the Disney parks blog that you follow a lot. I, I follow blog Mickey. I call them our friends at blog Mickey, even though I, we don't know each other, You don't. Know. but I feel like okay. we should cause I read their stuff so much. Well, I totally misquoted. I followed the Disney Tourist blog. So that's different because Disney Parks blog is actually Disney's. So if you want to yeah. follow the one that I like, that's actually the one it is. <laughs> well, and the Disney Parks blog is the Disney one. That That's a good one just because you yeah. get news. What's interesting is both of our news sources actually get a lot of their news from the Disney Parks blog too. Right, but, right. But they, you know like any media agency, they kind of try and scoop each other. You'll see stuff pop up and there's, look, there are tons of people that are reporting what's going on um, with Disney from all sorts of different angles. They've all got their own spins. I I don't really care about that. I just want to know, Hey, what's, what's going on? What's happening? What's new? What's exciting? (laughs) So yeah, that's, it's so different because you read that you read yours and yours is more condensed and more to the point. And mine has a lot of like commentary and I like that part of it. Sometimes I do just want the information, but I like the commentary. So yeah, you want to know what the secret is? Yours is is what's known in the industry as SEO optimized, right? It's it's ready for search engines. Mine is like, just tell me the news, buddy. Oh well, it's <laughs> those true SEO I... pages. The more words, like the better chance they have of rising to the top of the searches, right? Um, so, anyways, I wow. you're right. I like I'm learning something new. I like the headlines. Give me the headlines. And if it's something interesting, then tell me more about it. And if not, then, well, whatever. <laughs> All right, Randy. So you're the guy you pulled up. You pulled up the news for today. So where like what news are we going to start? Well, listen, with? this first one, this first one is so interesting to me. This is so cool. Um, it's about a patent. And if, look, if you know anything about Disney, you know, they are seeking patents for stuff all the time. Any sort of company that does research and development, they're always looking to, to patent things and, they're, and they want to protect what they've created, right? Um, most of the time, most of the time, if someone seeks a patent, nothing comes of it. Like, so you should just know that right away. So I'm going to share this. Oh, like, don't be okay. like, oh my gosh, they're about to make this thing. No, what they're trying to do is they're trying to say, hey, we think we've got an idea that's really going to work. And if it does, we want to protect it if we ever bring it to market. Uh, and even before then, but it's about a new ride system. So that's why it's exciting. Ooh. 
And I guess so, it's how do how do we know about this? Is this like public information, like patents? Well, yeah. So whenever you file a patent, there's a there's a database, and you know people can search it and seek it. And, and there are people. There's a whole industry out there just watching what happens with patents, right? Like they are seeing who's making what and everything. Because sometimes people are also trying to make sure people aren't trying to infringe on patents that they already hold. Oh my goodness! Anyways, I'm I'm learning so much. I love this. All right, let's uh, hear what are, you know, what are they going to do? All that legal stuff. That's so boring to me. No, but. <laughs> I like it. I like learning. <laughs> but the ride system. This is cool. I mean, think about it. They've come up with some really cool ride systems lately, right? Like the last two big ones to launch were trackless ride systems. Like we, when the roller coaster was invented, I I remember watching the Imagineering story and we're watching how they invented the Matterhorn, right? Like. That was like kind of revolutionary at the time. And Space Mountain was like, that was super revolutionary. When they did the one Space Mountain in Paris, like that was kind of a launch coaster. That was the very first one ever. Um, I want to go on that one. (laughs) How cool is that? Um, So when we start talking about Disney and the Imagineers have an idea for a new ride system, this is cool. So um, it's a new ride system that is based on what they're calling collaborative guest steering. Wow. What do you think that means? <laughs> I don't know. The question is, can we co- can we collaborate as a family and steer something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that's as I read about it, I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. So if you think about it there, they already have a couple of rides out there where you influence something that happens. Right. You know, Toy Story and Mania. Right. Your, you know, um, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin. Dumbo, the Astro Orbiter, like you as the oh, guest get to influence things. that, right? Yeah, yeah. And But then think about how few people actually get to have any input over it. Like for the most part, it's one or two. Even um, Smuggler's Run, the Millennium Falcon ride, like really only two people get to determine what's going to happen on that ride. It's the pilots. And so they thought, the Imagineers are saying, wouldn't it be cool if everybody actually had a stake in the game here on what happens? Well, this is very interesting. I do have to say, though, my children know that when they get on Dumbo with me, I get to, to control the steering. If we go up or down, it's because mom wants to do it. So they've kind of learned to get their own elephant. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if everyone could have a little bit of like, I don't know, stake in it, that would be pretty fun. So this is this is this is kind of the words. The patent describes a series of discrete controls for each passenger that would work in tandem with other passengers to create a direction of movement for the ride vehicle. In the example they gave in the patent filing, each passenger might have a control button, a slider, a joystick, or a power and fuel display or more in front of them that they can use collaboratively with other passengers to move the vehicle through a physical space. So like, uh-huh. that's, that's like radical. Like, it's so radical. I'm like trying to figure out like how that really going to work and what's going to happen when my kid is not going to get to the star that they're supposed to get to. And I'm like, get to the star. <laughs> it's either going to make or break us as a family. I think that's pretty much what it's going to come <laughs> down to. <laughs> that could be. So that's a cool one. That's a cool one. All right. What else? Let's get some more news. Hey, so this is one of your favorites. You want to talk about fireworks? <gasps> yes. Yes, yes, yes. So what do you think that what do you think's coming up? I mean, this is the time of year. I mean, if it's June 2022 right now, it must be 4th of July. 
Yeah. So one of the things is, remember, like they've always put on a big 4th of July display, but since 2019, it's not happened. Coming back this year. 4th of July fireworks Yay. coming back. Um, they'll they'll do it. It's called Disney Celebrate America, a 4th of July concert in the sky. It'll be on July 3rd and 4th at the Magic Kingdom in Orlando. Um, and from what I saw early this morning, park reservations are already sold out. So yeah, if you yeah. got it, congratulations. And if you didn't, uh, good go, luck. Go watch it from the Transportation and Ticket Center or yeah. Polynesian. Or the Polynesian or... You know, at the top of the contemporary, right? Yeah. I, well, I think from what I've heard about this 4th of July fireworks, which I've always wanted to do, but kind of not because I know it's so busy, but I really do want to see the fireworks sometime. But I think it's like our Christmas fireworks show we saw a long time ago where there's 360. So like you have fireworks yeah. all around you, which I mean, that's got to be so cool. Yeah. It's it's one of those that I would love to one day be able to be there for, right? Like we talked about, wouldn't it be cool to be there on Star Wars Day sometime? We've never yeah. done that. Um, it would be cool to be there for Fourth of July fireworks too. So I'm excited that they're bringing that back. Oh. And I, I'll just say one more thing. I bet the music is awesome, and it'll make you super patriotic, great, grateful for yeah. our country. That's awesome. I just want to know if. Um, if what's this guy, the Eagle, is going to be out there narrating the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> from the Muppets? That I yeah. hope so. <laughs> yeah, Sam Eagle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now for a celebration of the world, but mostly America. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, hey, huge news! Huge news! Um, guess what's just opened? I don't know. What? It's it's a big time attraction. Oh. Cosmic Rewind. Yeah. The Guardians ride. Yeah. It's open. Um so excited to finally get to experience that. But uh if you remember another big attraction that opened recently, how did they open it? They opened it with a virtual queue. Virtual queue. <laughs> what do you think about the virtual queue? Like think back I, to when that happened. I I love it, honestly. Yeah. Me I mean, I, I like the idea of waiting, but not having to stand in the line. I mean, you still, once you, once it's actually your turn, you do have some time in the line, but it's not two to three hours waiting. And I'm sure yeah. it's even longer right now. I, I look, I totally agree. I, I've, I've thought about this a lot. I'm just not a fan of the standby line for, um, rise of the resistance. I just, it's not a good use of the guest experience, the guest time. It just doesn't make any sense, honestly. And I I know that there was just a lot of flack over it because eventually you run out of slots, right? Like that's just, that's the nature of the game. I am sure that these really, really smart people can come up with something that, that balance is right. But think about how much money they're losing while people are standing in line for three hours doing nothing. Yeah, like I agree. I, I mean, you could be out there buying souvenirs you could be out there buying food sitting at a restaurant but so i how long is the virtual queue gonna last i guess they so don't really say that they they don't say that right but um as of the date that the ride opened which was may 27th the uh the virtual queue went live so like when they opened rise of the resistance there's two distribution times one is at 7 a.m 
And you don't have to be in the park when you join. You just have to make sure that you've got a park reservation for Epcot, okay? And then the second one is at 1 p.m. Um, so it's just like it was for Rise of the Resistance. Now, on days when Epcot has like extended hours late into the evening, they're actually going to have a third distribution time, which is at 6 p.m. Huh. So it sounds so, like there's lots of opportunities. And it, it also sounds like the type of ride that's not going to break down <laughs> as often as Rise did. Rise was so you know unique. Now, this is new tech too, right? They've never had a coaster kind of ride like this. Um, so this is kind of a new thing. But... You know, it seems like it's a little more traditional in terms of the fact that there is a track and there's a car that's attached to a track. And we know how those work. So. Right. <laughs> so I would say this is probably different. But if we I have read articles that they do dump rides like time slots at 707, like at seven after the hour. So that that might that might be a trick if you're stuck um, using Genie Plus. And you're like, oh, there's nothing here. If you wait until seven minutes after the hour, sometimes you can find some stuff. Yeah. So I don't know if that works with the virtual queue or not, but that is a great tip. I don't know. I mean, it, it's something certainly to watch for. Um, you would think that obviously people can cancel their virtual queue tickets. And so it should make an allocation at some point. But I, I don't know. I never saw that happen with Rise. Now, I will say this. Um, individual Lightning Lane is available for purchase. And when they opened it here, like so May 27th through May 31st, the price was like $17. It's the most they've ever charged per person for any ride. Wow. Makes a little bit of sense, obviously, because it is in such hot demand, right? Um, after May 31st, price went down to $15. We'll see kind of where it's it's going to even out at and stay at. Even yeah. 15 is on the high side. Okay. All right. I okay, guess you want to- so this, this might be a technical question. So if you buy, if you pay the 17 or $15, are you still in a virtual queue? I'm confused by that. Um, no, it's it's an individual lightning lane. So yeah, you are a virtual queue, but you have a specific return time that you come, right? So I'm sure you're just buying oh, your way into the line for whenever your yes. virtual return slot is. All right. I think I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you think about what individual lightning lane is, it's the same thing. It's it's a virtual queue by itself. Um, FastPass yeah, okay, was the same okay. sort of thing. You just got to pick the times then versus now, however they assign boarding groups. And I don't know how they're doing that. Remember, Rise at the end was like a lottery system. And I thought that was the worst idea. I mean, I'm sorry. Look, yeah, I yeah. think you reward the people that are willing to get in line at four in the morning to be the first ones in the yeah. park. Yeah. Um, I don't think that you have someone wait that long and then they walk in the door and they didn't get it at all. Right. I think that's kind of lame. So I hope they figure that kind of stuff out because I liked the way they started it. I didn't really like the way they finished the virtual queue, but I definitely would prefer that virtual queue over just three hours waiting in line. Hopefully we get to do it. We get to go this month. So we'll see. It's going to be exciting. Um, (laughs) You want something funky? Uh, is it smelly? Because I don't want something smelly. I don't know. It involves the FBI. Oh, so okay. <laughs> there, a report recently came out from the LA Times that named um, Disneyland Resort and the Disneyland Resort Director of External Affairs as unidentified entities in an FBI probe into the corruption in the Anaheim government. 
So here's here's the thing. You remember that show, The Blacklist? Yes. <laughs> Which is fitting, right? Because, you know, the main character in The Blacklist is Ultron. So we're sticking with the Disney oh, theme here, right? Oh, boy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so the report says that the Disneyland Resort is a power broker in a cabal that influences the Anaheim government and even had sway in a script about a bond measure that a city council member used in a March 2021 speech. And I'm like, of course they influence what's going on. Like, <laughs> That's their job. <laughs> does, it, does anyone care about Anaheim if it wasn't for the fact that Walt decided to build his park there? I mean. Right, exactly. <laughs> it, it all was surrounded on the fact that he went and did that. That's, you know, anyways, I just think it's funny. They use the word cabal and I'm picturing like this dark Elizabeth room Keen. with these yeah. people and, and, you know, you know, shaded faces and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, like, are they buying and selling things that are actually illegal or are we just saying, oh, you're influencing the direction of the government? Well, of course they influence it. It's that's their business interest. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know. I just like those. I like those fun kind of, um, elusive articles where they don't really give you a lot of details but they say all this stuff and it kind of gets you excited so talking about shady let's talk about security for a second i love how (laughs) i love how easy it's been to get into the parks lately you know when they came up with this new system wait just just be clear just be clear we're not doing anything shady like security don't start you know monitoring us you're not doing anything shady. No. <laughs> uh, no, I'm saying like, you know, we used to have this thing where you had to wait in lines forever long while they searched everybody's bag, right? And then like oh, yeah. In, yeah. in the middle of COVID, they came up with this new technology that allows people to just walk through. And I'm like, how come the airports haven't figured this out yet, right? It's been very, very effective. But within the last few weeks... Um, They've been making some operational adjustments to their security screening procedures. We don't know exactly what those adjustments are, but we know that it's resulted in a little bit longer lines. Is this world or land? This is world. Okay. In Florida. Okay. Yeah. So. I do. Um, I mean, I, I loved that too, because I always have a bag. I know my family's like, really? Like we have to go back in the day when we had to go through the line that had bags. But there's just moms have too much stuff. We just some they have there has to be at least a bag. <laughs> uh, I look I I just I thought they came up with something really good. Um, you know there were some changes in leadership, um, and so as they've reassigned some duties, I think they've made you know people put their own stamps on procedures and operations, and it kind of changes some stuff from here, here and there, and that included security lines. So. I don't I don't know exactly what the changes are, but the reports are that the lines can be longer than they have been as a result of some of the changes. So I imagine they'll continue to adjust and tweak. I imagine they're just actually pulling more people aside for individual screening. Is it is it related at all to um, all the changes with, you know, not being able to be their own government entity and stuff? I don't don't think so, because that's really not taken effect yet. Um, Okay, all right. So I, I don't think it has anything to do with that, um, but I, I just I think that if I were to guess at what it really is, they're probably just being more diligent, searching more people, because you know you groups of people would walk through these 
these detectors, right? Yeah. And then they yeah. would pull some person aside and be like, hey, I need to look at your stuff. I remember we went on the orchestra trip, right? Um, our, the orchestra director, he got pulled aside every single time because his umbrella, he brought an umbrella with him every day, his umbrella would set it off. And so they'd have to say, okay, we need to look at it. So maybe they just kind of tweaked sensitivities or whatever. But point is, be prepared. It could take you yeah. longer to get in the door. Yeah. It's always just a good practice to get to the park 10 minutes, at least 10 minutes before you think you might need to get there. Just get there yeah. early, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so, you know, a place I've never been at the Disney World parks is I've never been to the water parks. I have. <laughs> so you went to? Blizzard Beach. Blizzard Beach. Yeah. Um, and Blizzard Beach has been closed. Right. I think Typhoon Lagoon is open, though. Yeah. Blizzard Beach yeah. is closed uh, at the pandemic, right? It has it has not opened back up. No. No, Blizzard Beach was open at... Oh, was it? In 2021, what, last year. Okay. Yeah. Um, Tell us the news. We're dying. What's well, the happening? news is this. There is a mysterious large-scale project taking place there. Ooh. I've seen, I've seen spy pictures of land clearing... And they're installing a crane and nobody has any idea what they're going to do. So spy pictures. Now that does sound shady. Who, who am I, who is my co-host? Do I even know you? I didn't take the pictures. I just saw the pictures. I'm part of a cabal. Okay. (laughs) Oh gosh. Oh, we're going to get censored. (laughs) It's a, it's a substantial construction project. It looks like, um, we don't know if it means there's going to be a new attraction coming or they're putting the crane in maybe just to replace some slides or what, but there it, it's a significant you know chunk of land that they've cleared out. Well, do you want to hear my story about Blizzard Beach? Yeah. So I went with our four children last summer, and our youngest, who is definitely the bravest, um, went on the tallest slide. You can't miss it. It's like the centerpiece of Blizzard Beach, and. I watched him do this slide and you're supposed to like cross your arms and your feet and it kind of helps you. Well, very shortly after he'd go down the, the the steepest part, his arms and his legs would flap open and I was like, oh my gosh, he is going to totally fly off this slide and die. Like it was so terrifying to watch, <laughs> but he didn't. He was safe. Um, he made it down just fine. So I went and did it finally. They, you know... Part of it was like, oh my goodness, if my seven-year-old is doing this, then I should do this too. It does kind of whip, it kind of, it makes, it kind of forces you to whip your arms open. So I don't think he was like, you know, purposely trying to be wild. Mm. It just, Mm. anyway, it was terrifying to watch. I'm glad you weren't there, but I am also glad that he lived through it. He did it many times. (laughs) I mean, I can can picture, that was my question is like, so was he doing that like on purpose? Like, oh, this is the more fun way or... Well, at first I was like, I'm going to yell at him for doing that. I can't believe it. And then I realized that it was just, it's such an intensity and that he wasn't able to keep his arms and legs crossed. Well, he's he's kind of a small guy, you know, and he's very yeah. svelte. He's very svelte. What does that I mean? mean? It means skinny. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> fancy, for, fancy word for skinny. Well, we'll see what's going to happen at Blizzard Beach. It sounds like it's going to be something big if it's a big area. Um... Speaking of skinny, you know who else is skinny? Slinky Dog. Yes, this is true. Um, so they have 
removed all the plexiglass dividers from the remaining queues left at, at Disney World. And uh, Slinky Dog was the last one to go. And so it's down. That's actually, that's a really big deal because that is a hot, hot, hot line, even in the shade where that plexiglass is. And so to have as much airflow as possible, that's a big deal. Yeah, Slinky Dog's down. The Seas with Nemo and Friends at Epcot. Those were the some, the, some that were last. Um, uh, Small World. I remember that actually just a few months ago. I went through Small World and it was one of the few that still had them. And I'm like, ugh, it's stifling in here. Yeah, um, yeah. Frozen Ever After, which is cool because you don't really need it there. Expedition Everest. Um, so anyways, no more plexiglass anywhere left in wow. at Walt Disney World. Um, That's cool. Which, which kind of means that like they're, I would say, 90% back to pre-pandemic normal. Yeah, yeah. You know, that last 10% really is just park passes and park hopping. Yeah, I think they still are low on staff. And so I think it is just a little bit not as normal as it used to be. But yeah, that's really exciting. I love that. Well, and another sign of returning to normal, um, the parking lot tram at Animal Kingdom came back online May 27th. Oh, yay. I love that. You need a tram there. It's it's a that's quite a haul. And there it I guess. It does feel like that it is a little shaded in Magic Kingdom. They do have some trees and stuff, and there's like a bridge. But like Animal Kingdom, you're just out there, and you're just burning. <laughs> that parking lot is is hot, and it is, some of it, the spaces that you end up in are really far away. Yes, yes, yeah. I mean, I, f- I feel like it's a long walk just to get to the turnstiles in the first place. But to go from the parking lot, if you've got to have a car there. So trams back up. Um, The last, um, you know, Epcot and Hollywood Studios have not returned yet. And so um, we don't know when they're coming, but they were told that they're coming back this year. Wait, the park trams? The parking lot trams? Parking lot trams. Okay. But it's back at Animal Kingdom. So that's good news. And then at the same time, something else transportation wise, it's uh, come back or, or it is in the process of coming back. Minivans. I love the minivans. They make me so happy, like so happy that I'm willing to spend too much money for a ride. But it, it's so adorable and they're just cute to see driving around. I love polka dots. Well, you know, the times we've used the minivans, the cast member drivers were like some of the most pleasant uber Uber drivers drivers. lift drivers whatever i think it's lift is what runs it but yeah they're the most pleasant ones we've ever met they've got awesome stories a lot of them are younger you know um college students and stuff like that and like i just i didn't mind talking to them yeah no sometimes sometimes you get you get a lift driver an uber driver out there and they're telling you their life story but other stuff and you're kind of like uh this is I'm just going to look out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get And the thing is, they're super nice because I've always gotten my picture with the minivan because to me, that's part of what you're paying for is how adorable it is. So yeah. get and it's usually a Chevy Traverse or like a Suburban, just in case yeah. you're wondering which cars yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of cool. What about the other the other transportation news? The train. OK, the so. The the Walt Disney Railroad Walt Disney World Railway Railway 
path, the Walt Disney World Railway. I think that's what it's called, right? In Magic Kingdom. The train at Magic Kingdom. Um, it's getting closer to coming back, but uh, they've, they've enclosed the tunnel through Tron. So one of the reasons why it closed for as long as it had was because they built Tron. And it, they built Tron right on top of the tracks, right? So they had to pull yeah. those tracks. There was nowhere for it to go, and so they took the time to kind of refurbish a lot of the other areas too. Yeah, I I believe I've read that they've actually been doing some testing on what parts are I've read, open. Yeah, I've read that too. But I've uh, also read that I've read that they kind of dragged their feet and probably could have opened the train a long time ago. But I think it's just a money thing and a staff thing. It is well, and I I don't know. I mean, looking at where it runs through Tron itself. It would probably be a safety thing too, right? While they have construction, so they built a tunnel kind of enclosure to go through. That I the pictures I saw do not have the tracks down. Okay, so there's not a track there yet. So they'll have to kind of redo that part still. But it's getting closer. Now people keep saying like, you think Tron's going to open this year? And just looking at the pictures I'm looking at, my gut feeling is no. I don't think Tron opens this year, which means I probably think that the railway doesn't open this year either. I think that they're probably well, going to come I, online at the same time. Well, the blog I follow thinks that it'll be there by the end of summer, the train. Do you think so? That's what, that's I don't know. what they say. I It would be interesting. I just know that I saw a picture this morning of the tunnel that enclosure, and that picture's from yesterday, and there are is no tracks a, is there. This, is this spy footage? or It kind of is. It was a spy, <laughs> spy shot from the people mover. <laughs> All right. So, All right. so they took their pictures while riding the people mover, but there was no tracks there. And I just think that's going to take them a lot longer. Like if they haven't even laid the tracks down. Yeah. But just think about like the old West, they were able to like get the train from California to the East coast. And I think, I think that we could get some tr- tracks down quickly. They could, but there is, there is a lot of work to be done on the ground at the Tron pavilion area all right i'll trust you i don't know we'll see i won't get my heart set on it but it would be really really cool if for some reason it was actually open i want to do it because i want to i want to (laughs) remember it's been so long since we've been able to ride it i'm like geez i don't even remember all the parts like going back behind where the steamboat goes and big thunder mountain and everything like i want to see some of that stuff again um so we've talked about genie plus before Let's hear it. Well, I mean, we've talked about it before. Like, what are your thoughts on it? On Genie Plus? Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's cool that there's an option if someone's willing to pay more money to, to get, maximize their time at the park. I think that's okay. Um, I don't really love the lightning lane and paying more money on top of more money. I mean, I guess you could just buy the lightning lane itself, but I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts were um, the day it only really worked once for me out of out of trying it three days. I, I only got my money's worth out of it one day and the other magic King magic. Yeah, Kingdom, that, was, right? that was at Magic Kingdom. I The people, others people say it's great at Disneyland because that's obviously like Magic Kingdom. I do hear that. I do hear that. Um, but no, I thought it was a waste at the others. And part of the reason why it was a waste is because we weren't staying at a at a Disney resort at the time, right? This was on our orchestra trip. We yeah. weren't staying at a resort. So that meant all the resort people had bought the stuff and they'd booked all their things before we even had a chance at it. 
So one thing that's also going to be helpful is um, starting on June 8th. Okay. So pretty fresh here. Yes. Um, the, there's a change in policy. Sellouts are possible. They told us at the beginning when they launched it, they said, hey, we'll never sell out of this. Well, that is not true. They are now going, it's now subject to availability. They will sell out of being able to buy Genie Plus, um, just like they would run out of uh, individual Lightning Lang passes. Yeah. So I, I think that's fair. I actually, I read that and I love that. I, and I, th- I think it'll control the lines. I think the lines can get out of control. They did. And that, and that was my other big complaint. In the park, I'm like, oh my gosh, like literally we're, the standby lines were twice as long as they should have been. The other thing that's going to help too is in having a limited availability, um, no more pre-arrival purchases. So you used to actually be able to buy it at the time you bought your park tickets and made your reservations and stuff in advance. Now you can only buy it the day of. So yeah, subject, so subject to availability. People that used to just throw money around like crazy would have just been like, oh, sure, I'll add it on. And now you just you really have to decide the day of. Yeah. So big changes. They're continuing to, to iron it out and kind of hammer out some changes. And um, I think that'll be positive. Be, be interested to see how it works when we go here in just a few weeks. Yay. Do we want to do any more news? Like That's the, one the news in Paris? of the day. I feel like there was one in Paris you were going to share. Oh, yeah. Paris. So this guess is kind of a what? big deal. This is a big, big deal. Um, on July 20th. Okay. At Disneyland Paris, the Avengers Campus will be open for business. Oh, that's so cool. Is it is it similar to the one at Disneyland, I guess? I think it looks like it's it's a much bigger deal because there's bigger a lot of ex, there's exclusive things. So first of all, exclusive there is the uh, Avengers Flight Force coaster. Um, oh, yeah. Like it's a thrill coaster, right? You know, you get recruited and and briefed by Iron Man. He's in his Mark 80 armor. And um, so that'll be kind of interesting. I, I will see how it goes. Um, and you get to kind of, there's just some exclusive things that are going on there, right? You've got the Spider-Man ride, um, the web adventure. Um, Can't you get trained by the Wakanda ladies or something? Yeah. So trained with uh, the Dora Milaje at, you know, with the warriors of Wakanda. So you get to kind of learn to discover what it's like to be a part of the Royal Guard. Um, and then a really cool one. It's kind of weird that it's coming for me, but I think a really cool one. Uh, go dance. <laughs> go have a dance party <laughs> with the dance off. I guess it's interactive with Star Lord and Gamora. Oh, I bet it's going to be 80s music. I, I think it's going to be super cool. Um, and another exclusive actually is um, go interact with Friday. Remember, Friday was the successor to Jarvis. So this is Tony Stark's AI. Oh, com- computer. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's going to be uploaded to the Flight Force building and the Avengers headquarters and she'll welcome people and stuff. Um, that's kind of cool. And then even check this out. The Pym Kitchen. So you remember Pym, the Pym Particle? Oh, yeah. He's the one behind oh, yeah. Ant-Man, right? Yeah. So... Um, they have a kind of science lab, food and drinks kind of a thing, right? But you'll get to, to try out some stuff. Some of them are going to be gigantic. Some of them are going to be really tiny. Um, oh my gosh. But it just How looks fun. really cool. So it's the kind of thing where I'm like, yeah, Paris probably moves to the top of my list of where I want to go next. 
Yeah. It seems like they have so much to offer. But I remember you saying you wanted to wait for that to open before you really considered it. So now we know July 20th, Avengers Campus is going to open. Obviously, there will be some things like you've seen at Disneyland in Anaheim, but there's going to be some some unique, exclusive things to Paris, too, to set it apart. Oh, how exciting. Well, I feel like news reporters here, like we needed like a field agent and someone, you know, out there doing the weather and just this is just like a news, but like my kind of news. This is the kind of news that I like to read about. <laughs> yeah, I, I read Disney news over any other real news any day of the week. But apparently you'll read any Disney news like the cabal and FBI and patents. So isn't that so you. funny? I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Of course, we're going to find out like in a few months that actually this is a really big deal and like people are going to jail and I'll be like, oh, I guess I shouldn't have made fun of it. But I just think it's really funny that the L.A. Times is like, there's a cabal influencing Anaheim and it's led by Disney. It's like, well, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, thanks for sharing the news with us. We hope you guys liked it. If you did, we'll maybe give some more news ups episodes in the future, but. Have a great one, everybody. Bye.